There are new things happening this year, and we are here to bring you mini-sodes on Tuesdays to help you get through your gardens, to help you be more productive. And on today's episode, we're going to give you a homemade seed starting mix, saving money and time, right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening. As we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, Batavia, this is the this is the true test. We can't spend a lot of time talking on these. These are short. I'm just gonna nod my head. <laughs> this is not in my DNA. It is not. I'm it not is not built this way. <laughs> no. So basically, the way these episodes goes, we're gonna give you a task or a tip for the week. And we're going to talk about it briefly, and then we're going to send you on your way so you can get to that task. So every Tuesday. Whoa. And then. That's that's the mini so, mini bell ring. <laughs> the mini bell ring. And then every Thursday is going to be our uh, normal long form episode. So do you make your own seed starting mix? I don't. You don't? I do not. Yeah, I poked around. And, you know, when you're starting something new, um, in some cases, I'm just like, let me go with what's tried and true, right? So I still have yeah. a bunch of bags of seed starting mix that I got in, let's see, it's late winter of 2020. And I'm still using that, ch- so I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> late winter means a year ago. Yeah, so. basically. That's another yeah. way So when it. you run out, you'll make your own? Uh, well, let's hear what this recipe is. Maybe yeah, so. Yeah, so... So basically what it is, is it's four part, mm-hmm. four parts of peat compost. Nope. That's not right. Not peat compost. Peat moss. Peat moss. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, so it's, you can adjust this now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I go three parts. Sometimes I go four parts. Mm-hmm. So three to four parts peat moss, mm-hmm. one part compost. And if you don't have a compost pile, I use bag compost for this act. Actually, that's what I use for this mm-hmm. because it's pre-screened. It doesn't have big chunks in it yeah. and it's well broken down. And then one part vermiculite. So, and that should make you, um, I've used that. Let's see. I bought a big, you know how the peat moss comes in blocks. Mm-hmm. I bought a big block of that, yeah. a bag of compost and a bag of vermiculite. It cost me 40 bucks. I made a whole bin full and I still have enough of the peat moss and compost to make another two batches. The vermiculite, I will need to have to buy more of. Okay. So all in all, you're talking, I roughly estimated that that $40 will make me about $200 worth of seed start mix. Oh, see, now you're speaking my language. Yeah. Um, roughly $200. It depends, you know, it depends on what you add and whatnot. So, so... I'm looking up because um, I wasn't sure because I wanted to understand what each of those are for. Obviously, I get the compost. I get the peat yep. moss, which helps with, um, you know, lightening things up and, you know, um, 
the water issue that you may run into. Yep, water retention. Yeah. What's the last piece for? Vermiculite. Mm-hmm. That's for um, it's for drainage, and it is um, the way that it works is it's got rough edges. Mm-hmm. So as the roots grow and hit it, it'll cause them to split, and it creates more feeder roots. Okay. So <clears throat> if you look at like let's just take a tree for example. If you look at a tree, you know how trees have big tap roots. Mm-hmm. Well, you can cut that tap root off because that's not what feeds the tree. It anchors it, but it doesn't feed it. All those little fibrous feeder roots, that's what feeds it. So it's like, you know, like hair. That's mm-hmm, what you want. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's for. Yeah. And you don't even have to use a vermiculite, but I like to put it in there. Um, it just, like I said, drainage is a big thing. If you've ever overwatered a plant, I don't know anybody on the show that has, but. <laughs> don't you see all these gnats flying around from overwatering? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but that makes, you know, if all the drainage and stuff, it doesn't let it sit in the water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, that helps. So for um, starting seeds, and you use this mix, whether you're starting them indoors or if you're starting them outdoors, meaning like you're. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I usually don't start a lot of seeds outdoors. Mm-hmm. You mean you're just talking about in the garden? No, no. I meant like if you have some seed starts where your weather is getting to a place where you're not ready to plant them and you have like them growing outside. I see that a bunch. I don't do it, but literally yeah, starting I seeds would, outdoors. Yeah, pots. I would do yeah. it. One more yeah, question. Um, okay. So are you using this like, well, do you pot up? If I have to, yeah. Yeah. So would you use this same mixture or do you transition to potting mix or soil then? No, no. I would I would continue to use this. If I was going to pot up, I'd probably add a little bit more compost to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because that's really, that's there to feed. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and, the bigger so, that and it does not eliminate the need to fertilize when you're growing inside because you got to remember that this stuff, like other than the compost you put in, which we didn't put a lot in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to it. Yeah, that's my question about when you pot it up as that plant gets bigger. It's it's again, its needs are increasing, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I would, you know, and it depends how much I pot it up. Like if I pot up a fair amount, I would probably use some kind of potting mix. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can go either way, really. I'm not really sold on it. It depends on how long it's got to sit in the pot. You yeah. Know? So, so I started like, seeds with seed starting mix. Again, store-bought packaged right and then um as i got to the point of like this is the last time i'm going to pot up these tomatoes as an example i ended up using regular potting mix and it was just based on poking around a bit and thinking about again what that plant needs at that point um now as far as i understand seed starting mix is a whole thing just because of how um allowing the seed to break through if you will versus just like why why am i not using just good old dirt when i'm starting seeds indoors yeah well and i mean that's a good argument and you can you know in all reality you could but the problem is and i've had this before is the chunks of stuff that gets in the big chunks it causes issues it causes large air pockets Mm -hmm. and so you kind of have you know your seed won't get as much water or this you know this when the root comes down and then sterile issues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is sterile. So, you know, either, I mean, 
And you can sterilize every, all of this stuff yourself. Like you can put it all like in your microwave and sterilize it if you wanted. Yeah. Last but, year <clears throat> I am, um, and I haven't done it yet this year. Last year I basically boiled water and mm-hmm. for all of the seeds that I started, as far as the mixture went, I just basically soaked that and I didn't necessarily do it all on the same day. So I boiled the water, added to the mixture, not making it soupy or muddy or anything, you know, come back the next day and use that um, seed starting mix. Now, another question um, is if I can start a seed by direct sowing in the good old dirt outside, why again do I, I mean, it figures itself out there versus needing to do all this special shit. Uh-oh, we're still swearing in the mini-sodes, right? That's still yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> Indoors, right? Uh-huh. No, you know, and that's, you've got a valid point. And so I would, I don't have an exact answer for that, but what my, my thoughts are is one, when you're outside, there's more space. And, you know, the watering is different. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get a harder, more drenching water outside where if a seed was somewhere where it wasn't getting good contact with the soil, then it would get pushed down, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I can't give you an answer to that, but you want to give the idea is you want to give it the best chance it had at, at survival. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when you look into potting mixes, it has um, like big chunks of bark or something Mm -hmm. in it and you can't get that stuff out. So it just kind of helps eliminate all those issues at once. Yeah. But thanks for holding my feet to the fire on this one, Batavia. I appreciate that. No worries. I actually have a quick opinion (laughs) on that. So I think there is a part of like us feeling like this is this controlled environment. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know we should be able to do these things and it will end up being perfect versus outdoors. I think this is kind of where nature does the best for us outdoors. You have a lot more of the elements, right? You know, the air, the sun, and we're trying to replicate that indoors, but we're really not. So it's kind of like this great big starting seeds experiment. You create these stable conditions to match really the stable conditions indoors. And voila, you have beautiful plants versus when you're outside. um, It's just a tad bit different. I think drainage is a huge issue when it comes to indoors or in pots, if you will, in general, because most of us are starting seeds inside in some type of container, small little starter, you know, uh, pot or whatever, but yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think about it too, is like overwatering is a real issue Mm -hmm. and you can have zero drainage in it and still have it grow. It's just, you're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the gardener is the one that's overwatering. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, you couldn't leave it just sitting in a, in a paper towel, like sopping wet, but you know, Now, when you take all this seed starting mix and then you you go to plant in it, you want to pre-moisten it before you put it in to the pot. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's that's very important to do. So what I do is I have a little bucket that I have set aside and I fill up what I'm going to do when I put water in it, mix it. And it's not drenching wet, but it's definitely clumpy. Mm -hmm. And then I take it and I put it into the seed cells. And then I'll just lightly push it down Mm -hmm. and then try and get them all about even. And then when you plant, you want to push it down a little bit more so you just get total contact. But you don't have to like mash it. You don't want to compress it completely. Yeah. Because again, you want that because without that natural stuff in there, like the bark and stuff like that, creating those pockets, you can over compress. Yeah. And then the root won't go down because as it dries, it will turn pretty hard. 
I've actually done so. um, a combination of things. So I've done the pre-soaking for the soil or the starter mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan, even for my indoor plants, for in watering from the bottom. Bottom watering is what they refer to it as, the infamous they. Um, so in some instances, I'll have, you know, the container that I'm putting my seed starts in, like that I've planted, and I'll just put them in that water and let them soak it up. You know, and right. so I've done that. Um, I've done the when it comes to placing the seeds, like the poking it in, like you described, depending on the seed. I've actually especially if I'm trying to keep things level, um, I've planted, put the seed on top and then added more soil to it, which also I've goes back to that. that goes back to that's not great if you're going to pre moisten uh, moist pre moist. What do we say? Moistened pre pre soak. <laughs> pre wet, pre soaked. Yeah, it doesn't work as well as that. Um, but if you are doing the bottom watering, then that works out well because you kind of have an even playing field. I've done that for things that like are planted at a, a um, half inch deep, you know, planted at, you know, in very rare cases, an inch deep. It's not as easy once you get the, the, um, the seeds when you want to put them right at the surface, like a, a quarter inch yeah. or something. That's where your poke it in method works really well yeah which is usually what most people are doing when it comes to like vegetable seeds and stuff but you know just remember that if you don't pre-moisten this before you put it in then when you put it in and you go to water and the seed cell a lot of it's going to run out it won't soak up because that peat moss it it takes time to soak Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so i usually fill it up outside and then i'll use a watering can a gentle watering can Mm -hmm. and do it outside and just really saturate it real good yeah and then I put it into like a seed flat because I'm using, you know, I use flats. And when it sits in the water, it gives in there, it'll still continue to soak up. And then before I bring it in, I'll dump that seed flat out. I'll put my seed in and then I'll rewater again mm-hmm. very lightly mm-hmm. just to make sure. And then we're good to go. Yeah. We're off to the races. So in zone 8A, you can really kind of go back and forth outside and, and you know, yeah. back in, you know, not so much. Yeah, you can in, go in your garage and do it. Yeah, I guess I could. Um, but one quick yeah. note, be really careful. It's no different when you're outside, you know, you're direct sowing. Be careful when you're doing that watering overhead because you don't want to wash your seeds away. You know, right. so have and a, that's why at the f- first time I do it, it's real yeah. gentle. Yeah. I mean, just drops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you just want to get it right where you put it in so that it'll just wet that seed yeah so it's go time baby we're doing it Uh, things are being started things are being planted that's right and this is the conclusion of our first mini-sode in which we can barely keep up with the time because i can keep talking about this all day (laughs) but for your listening pleasure and ours we hope you have a beautiful day and we will see you right here again next tuesday with another mini-sode to get you going in your garden have a good day See ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. If you want to continue the conversation or just see what we've been up to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'd love to see your gardens and what you've been up to. So tag your photos with hashtag BYG podcast and we'll share them and help you out with whatever kind of issues you have. We just we love seeing what you guys are doing. And if you want to see some videos that we were producing, Uh, You can follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV, and we'll be posting clips and podcasts and recipes and 
vlogs and greenhouse stuff and all that good stuff. Everything to keep your garden soul happy. So head on over to our social media pages and give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change, and we're going to call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.